We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just let me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right, welcome to an all-new episode of Come On Down, the game show podcast. That's finally back in its studio. In person, face-to-face. Oh, it feels face. so God, good feels to good. be back. Oh, I'm John Baker. I'm Jonathan Motney. And we're together again at last. I'm just so glad to be able to do this podcast with my hand on your inner thigh again. And it's really great because it's when I feel most comfortable, and it's when I feel the most comfortable to riff, spiff, Past that spliff. Oh, I was going to say past the jiff because I like peanut butter. Yeah. All right. Today we've got a, we've got a game show online for you. Uh, and you it, know what? Before we yeah. f- move uh, forward. Okay. Yes. I'll give you $50. Okay. Or uh-huh. you can finish the podcast. All right. We will see you guys next week. I uh, didn't think it was going to go that way. <laughs> no, we're not going to make $50 off this podcast. So I just figured... Speaking of making Take it money, run. Take it and run. Speaking of making money, we do have a podcast sponsor today. Oh, we have a sponsor. Okay, I guess I'll open that up. Beep boop 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 beep. I love how you've programmed old school seventies um, uh, sound effects onto your computer. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I have a lot of like. Have you seen uh, Wallace and Gromit? Uh, the guy you, that has the, sex with his dog. No, I don't think. Have you seen a different one that I have? I've seen that. Okay, no, no, no. You know, the claymation, Wallace and Gromit. There's one called um, New Pants or something. Mm-hmm. And Wall- I think Wallace is the man and Gromit is the dog. Sounds about right. And so Wallace builds like a, a Rube Goldberg machine that wakes him up in the morning, slides him out of the bed into his pants through like the a hole in the ceiling. Yeah. Down to the table that's making cracking eggs and everything for him yeah that's kind of how i set up the uh open my email on my computer so getting from what i said which was 70 sound effects to what you just said was a rube goldberg in itself uh there were too many not connected things that <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of moving parts there <laughs> a lot of moving parts there all right i'm gonna i'm gonna go into our sponsor it looks like i have the first line here you, you sent this over somebody else wrote it it's not you obviously mm-hmm, correct um all right Our sponsor today is a product that almost everyone has used at least once in their life. A toilet? No. Bed sheets? Nuh-uh. Then what? Tape. Our sponsor, Tape, wants to remind everyone that they're still here and ready to help you piece together projects, ripped paper, those paper ring chains elementary children make, and much more. I totally forgot about tape. Is there anything tape can't hold together? Of course. Packing boxes. You know, one of its main uses. Marriages, human limbs, cake slices that have been cut out of a cake, slashed tires, a prolapsed anus, bullet wounds, a kidnapped woman's hands, a kidnapped man's hands, middle school erections on the day you wear mesh shorts, Michael J. Fox's shaking body, oh man, a smashed DVD of The Breakfast Club, a Dell laptop that's been run over by a car, and more. More? Nope, I misspoke. That's it. (laughs) Our podcast listeners will receive a free roll of tape with the purchase of one roll of tape. Tape dispenser not included. Tape. We're still here and we fix a lot of things. But not all things, but definitely some things. Wow. Tape is quite versatile. Making a comeback. Not as versatile as it could be. No, I'm correct. And it's interesting. The packing boxes with tape, you are correct. When When the sponsor wrote this, they were thinking of scotch tape. Which does not do well with packing boxes. Okay, yes, yes. But you need the packing, packing tape. tape. Correct. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that we will get a sponsor from packing tape in the future. This was more of a general scotch tape sponsorship. Got it. Got it. So thanks to tape for your sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, sorry for those of you with prolapsed anuses that we don't have a solution for you yet. Yeah. This did remind me of, of, a, of another actually real commercial <laughs> uh-huh. that I've seen recently. And I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, it's for a product called Jardiance. Hmm. 
And it's is a, that if you need an audience, but it's all Jar Jar Binks? It's all, no, it's an audience in a jar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you open it up and you can hear them. It's laughter and laughing. Okay, yeah, exactly. Just whatever the mood calls for. Mm -hmm. One of those little magic type of things that you know how we have magic in the world and everything. But this is called Jardiance. It's a pill that helps you with, I don't know, ask your doctor. <laughs> so they don't tell you what it does. You have to go to your doctor's office and ask them, what does this pill do? Yeah, yeah exactly. Wow. It's, it just, they just say the name a lot. Jardiance. J-A-R-D-I-A-N-C-E. Oh, for those of you at home. Right. What does it say it does? The actual name is Empagliflozin. Okay, so that's the pill. That's the, that's the chemical. What does it do? Soldon of the Jardians is a medication used together with diet and exercise to treat type 2 diabetes. All right, so it's for diabetes. So one of the things, I was watching this Jardians commercial, and it said side effects may include, and you know this is the part where they say like death and suicide and all right. that stuff. This was my favorite one because it said may include life-threatening infection of the perineum. Do you know what the perineum is? I'm assuming it's butt. It's the taint. Oh. You might get a life-threatening infection of your taint from taking this pill for diabetes. Okay, let's figure out what this is. What what is? Life threatening <laughs> perineum perineums. <laughs> it's, it's the weirdest thing. We were watching it, and I was like, perineum, and Erica was like, I think that means. Taint. And I was like, there's no way you can get a life-threatening infection of your taint. Here we go. This Here we go. Yep. Necrotizing fasciitis. Specifically. It sounds like skin eating disease. Fournier's gangrene mm. is a monomicrobial or polymicrobial severe flesh eating what? deep soft tissue infection of the perineum and. What? Genitals. Ooh, all around the area. It's a wide-ranging... Yeah. This is metastasized. Extremely high mortality rate. Honestly, mm. if something ate... If my taint if melted away... If I died away, of taint disease? If my taint melted away, I'd be like, shoot me in the face. <laughs> you need it that now much? Now I don't have like a cool canal separating <laughs> my genitals and my b-hole. Yeah, I just thought that was so weird. And I hope that tape can... <laughs> Help fix any perineum life-threatening situations yeah. you've got with the necrotizing necrotizing fasciitis. Mm -hmm. Because, wow, I mean, that's problematic. Let's do a moment of silence for everybody that's died of necrotizing fasciitis. Absolutely. All right. I think that's it. That, that was, was plenty a, of that time. Was a good, that was a good moment. Yeah. I mean, because to be honest, if you did die of that, it would be funny as that's well true. as... Painful. Painful, horrific. Sad, tragic. Tragedy is comedy plus perennium disease. <laughs> I think it's I think it's comedy is tragedy plus, plus perennium disease. <laughs> yeah, you flipped it. I don't I don't know if it's uh what do they call that math thing? Um oh uh where if some if one if, thing like if A equals B proofs? and B equals C, then A equals C. Yeah. Uh, inverse rules or some shit like that. I don't know. I'm bad at math rules. We're going to talk about math today in we this are. podcast, actually. We're we going to talk about a very important math proof in the world, in fact. Ma okay, I know what you're talking about. I'm okay. very excited. Yes. So we're talking about today, let's make a deal. And this is a game show. Which makes sense because this is a game show podcast. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while, we might throw in a curveball and just do an episode about the designated hitter in baseball or something like that <laughs> okay. and our and our views on it. That's interesting. But, but today we're sticking with the theme of the podcast okay. as we have for the previous 28 episodes. Right. And we're going to be talking about a game show called Let's Make a Deal. Um, a pretty famous game show, I think. Not to be confused with Deal or No Deal. Not to be confused with Deal or No Deal because that includes a bald guy who hates germs. <laughs> How do you think he's doing? What do you think? Oh my god! Howie Mandel is up to in pandemic land. Um, probably. You know what? To be honest with you, probably good. Think be about it. Because whole, he's isolated and he well, doesn't yes, have to but deal also with all that. the whole world was he's washing their hands. His rules now. And, yeah, yeah. Nobody's he's elbow bump. He was fist bump. Elbow bump is even a step further. Yeah. Now that's the thing. Pandyland, by the way, is a, the name of a board game that right. we're the official board game of this podcast that we're working on right now. Yeah. 
Um, it's coming out in 2023. And the goal of the game, which is kind of cool, mm-hmm. is usually the goal of the game is to get the most money in Monopoly or to have the most kids in the most or successful to get to the careers. in Candyland. Right. And what you want to do is you want to die before the end because if you make it through to the end, all your friends and family are dead and it's like you didn't really win the game. And you're living under a totalitarian government that enforces all these rules. Exactly. Tells you, tells you when you can sneeze, when you can wipe your ass, uh-huh. when you can get a perineum infection, yep. when you can... And there are telescreens Mask. across the entire world now that will, you have to check in every time you pass a telescreen. Checks your temperature, a, yep. all of it, how you're doing today. Right. If you're in a bad mood or not. Right. If you're having bad thoughts. They can tell you if you've th- been thinking about that you don't want to wash your hands, you're sick of using uh, Purell, they can put you in jail. Yep. Thanks you to our sponsor, George Orwell, for today's podcast. <laughs> Again, we're talking about Let's Make a Deal. This program started in the year 1963 wow great year it was uh, a phenomenal year 1963 Mm -hmm. there was a lot going on in the world uh just some of the amazing things that were happening um jfk was being assassinated in 1963 that was one of the great things that happened um, hey, Dallas, represent? Yes, put, kind of put our city on the map. Uh, Finally. For that, we're forever grateful to Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> uh, 1963 was probably... Uh, there was a, When was the Cuban Missile Crisis? Maybe earlier than that. But most importantly, it was the premiere of Let's Make a Deal on NBC. Much more importantly, it was the like, premiere. Let's put it this way. How long was JFK president for? Less than three years. How long did Monty Hall join us in our living rooms hosting Let's Make a Deal? Decades. Yeah. And he didn't Several assassinate decades. anybody. Killed nobody. Nor did he get assassinated. Didn't he, as far as we know, he didn't work with the mob to get elected president. <laughs> uh, he was Canadian, in fact. But uh, he later converted to an American citizen. He saw the light. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a, he's a Canadian-American game show host. Monty Hall... He's probably one of the more well-known game show hosts, uh, mostly because he just hosted this show for a really long time. Okay. He did, uh, I think, close to 4,000 episodes of this show. Wow. It it aired uh, on NBC from 63 to 68, then it switched over to ABC, where it aired from 68 to 76. Okay. There's also a syndicated version from 71 to 77. He hosted all of these. Um, there was a... Revival syndicated in 81, another one from 84 to 86, and he hosted all those. Wow. So it was almost 4,000 episodes. He only missed two episodes in the entire nearly 4,000 episode run of the program. Mm-hmm. And one of them was because of assassination attempt. He had to dodge the One bullet. was an assassination attempt. One was a taint disease. Right. Uh, recovered quickly, mm-hmm. thankfully. Thanks to our friends at 3M, Scotch Tape, hear your taint. <laughs> so... Uh, he he hosted the show this whole time. That whole time uh, in 1990, NBC did a revival, and they said, "You know what? This show needs a new host. Bob Hilton. Bob Hilton was a guy who Bob who Bob Hilton. He was a guy who hosted some other game shows. He also invented hotels. Just um, in general, yeah. Hilton, Bob Hilton. Um, he hosted a couple other game shows. They brought him on to be the new host of Let's Make a Deal in 1990, and then they said, mm, bad idea, and they fired him, and then wow. they brought Monty Hall back." Jeez. But then the show was still canceled after one year. Well, they brought Monty Hall back to be the special guest host, and then he just stayed until the show yeah. ended. This that that in other terms, in other words, that's the we made a mistake, host. Yes, uh, but what they didn't make a mistake was in 2003 when NBC brought it back again, hosted by none other than your boy, grab him by the pussy, Billy Bush. Excuse me, Billy Bush. And Billy Bush was a. Billy Bush was the guy uh, who was on Access Hollywood talking to Donald Trump in a surreptitiously recorded audio. That was him? In which they talk about grabbing him by the pussy. Oh, no. So that was that was before his career ended from, the, from that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there was only three episodes of it. It wasn't. It was kind of like a special sort of revival. However, in the year 2009, another very good year, I graduated from college that year. Whoa, barely. Very barely, by the skin of my teeth, Uh after sleeping through my final, final exam accidentally. Which was, you you were able to circumvent 
Circum vent? Circumvent? You mean? Circumcise vent. <laughs> I, I had to circumcise my teacher in exchange for. <laughs> you were able to circumvent any responsibilities or um, issues by faking ish sort of cancer on your mm, face. That was a different time. That was. This was. That was. Oh, that was a different this is the one where you said you had the metastasizing perineum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is one of my, my perineum has saved my ass a few times, <laughs> literally and figuratively. Yeah, because it blocks anything that might be trying to sneak up in there from the other direction. Um, <laughs> this is getting an interesting episode. Let's make a deal. Uh, came back in 2009 on CBS. It has been airing there ever since. A couple thousand episodes since then. Wow. Hosted by. Wayne Brady himself. Yeah. Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady. Wayne, Wayne Brady, Brady. Yeah. You know him from the Wayne Brady show? No. No? Mm-mm. You know him from the Wayne Brady variety show? No. You know him from whose line is it anyway? There it is. Bingo. Okay. Bingo, yes. bingo. I wasn't sure where you knew him from, but Wayne Brady... Every white person's favorite black person, Wayne Brady. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Denzel Washington's probably up that, there. That's true. He's up there, but he's played a couple rougher roles. You know, like Wayne Brady. <laughs> you're not worried Okay. About. He's like <laughs> very safe. Yeah. Um, Wayne Brady, very funny, uh, very entertaining. He has been the host of... I didn't even know this, to be honest with you. He's been hosting this show since 2009, 12 years now. Yeah. Uh, and it's a daily show on CBS. It was... The there as the world turns, I think in two thousand nine, mm -hmm. uh, ended the soap opera daily soap opera for that was airing forever. It was on right after the Price is Right. They decided let's let's just plug another hour long game show in there, <laughs> and they went with this revival of Let's Make a Deal that is quite successful to this very day. And it's crazy because every single episode a deal is made. There are several deals made. Yeah. We're making them. Let's make them. Okay. You know? Let's make a deal. Let's talk about this show. Okay. Let's talk about what this show is all about. Okay. Um, you basically just described the whole show when you said there are <laughs> deals made. <laughs> because there's no real great way to explain the rules of this game because they change from made-up game to made-up game pretty yeah. much. It always involves deal-making. Correct. So Money Hall was kind of the... The forebearer, the inventor of this game show, the creator, if you will. Um, and the general idea is audience members who are dressed up in ridiculous regalia. They've mm -hmm. got crazy... And it's never explained why. Nope. They have all, all the audience members have crazy silly costumes on. You're not going to get on the show <laughs> if you don't got a crazy costume on. Yeah. And that has been the way it's been for decades. So deal with it. So, sorry. Those are the rules. You got to look like an idiot. So... <laughs> People dress up in crazy costumes. Monty Hall, there's no, or there is a stage where some of the um, prizes are presented, mm -hmm. but the host is never on a stage really at any point. He's just walking through the audience for the entire show. Right. It's kind of like when you see a presidential election and one of them is in a suit and uh, it never really shows anything different and then there's another candidate who's like i'm just a man of the people i got my sleeves rolled up because i do manual sorry i want to look like i do manual labor that presidential candidate is like what monty hall is he's a man of the people he doesn't need that 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 separation of stage some room and the audience he's in that audience he's one of us he is one except he wears a suit he does wear you. You pointed out that the that the bad candidate might wear. A I'm suit. saying he does wear a suit. Metaphorically, okay. though, he is the man with his. And I get. I guarantee you. Guarantee you, his sleeves are rolled up under that suit jacket. I I'm impressed, and because I completely agree with you. But he still has to have fake. Uh, he, has, <laughs> he has fake. He is like a attached two, to the three inch long, little sleeve, like bracelets, basically. Right. So they show out under the bottom right. of his suit jacket. So he's up in the audience. Everybody in the audience also has a giant name tag on, like you would on The Price is Right, for right. example. That's exactly what it looks like. And he just walks around the aisles and says, Oh, Mary, 
Mary, hey, I've got this box right here, Mary. Do you want... Here, why don't you take this box? And then Mary takes the box. Awkwardly. And it's, you know, closed, and she doesn't know what's inside of that box or whatever. And he says, Mary, you can keep that box, or you can have this washing machine. And then they show a washing machine or whatever. And then Mary has to decide, without knowing what's in the box, whether she wants what's in the box or a washing machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that might be a game right there. That's it. And then she she chooses the box, and oh, there's a thousand dollars in the box. She wins a thousand dollars cash. Get it. You get to keep it. You keep the cash. Um, and then there are many other games just like that, but with slight twists, with slight differences. There might be. Um, he might. There was one that I saw where he gives somebody an, an open, empty box, mm. and then he takes a stack of bills. And he says, there's a $20 bill on this end and a $20 bill on this end and then other bills of unknown denomination in between. And he puts it in there and he says, do you want to keep this or do you want what's behind door number two? And they don't show what's behind door number two. Yeah, door number two stays shut. So they know that there's at least $40 in here or they can take behind what's what's behind door number two. Mm -hmm. Um, And in this game, for instance, if they take, I want what's behind door number two. Then he takes the box back from them and gives it to another person and puts another stack of money in there, Ooh. maybe with $50 bills on each end with an unknown denominator. So now that they know there's at least $140 in there, but do they want what's behind door number three instead? So things like that happen. There are sometimes, it's not all washing machines and dollar bills. It's not all candy canes and, and peppermint. Because sometimes you get zonked. All right. And what does that word mean? Zonk. Are you a Frenchman trying to say Zonk. something? <laughs> yeah, because he's Canadian. It kind of they, they brought it, <laughs> he brought that down with him. Um, zonk is it's a booby prize, basically. A zonk is sometimes you're choosing between whether I want to keep this thousand dollars or what's behind the door, and it's a zonk. All right, you got zonked. It's a tricycle. All you get is a tricycle now. Zonk. Verb. Fall or cause to fall suddenly and heavily asleep or lose consciousness. I've always used the term zonk about passing out or... You have? Heavily sleeping, yes. Wow. You're like, I zonked I zonked out, yeah. Um, But in the case of Monty Hall, in the case of Let's Make a Deal, Wayne Brady still calls it a zonk as well. Those booby prizes are called zonks. So you gave up your $2,000 and now you got a tricycle. And it's funny and silly and you lose, basically. That's how you lose the game is you accidentally decide to choose a zonk. Uh, I believe the rules stipulate that you can either elect at the end of the game, if you've won a zonk, Mm -hmm. to keep the zonk. Gross. Or uh, just take some cash instead. Yeah, cash, and, obviously. And I think the maximum of that is like $100. Currently. Cash, because one of the Zonk prizes was a pineapple backpack. A fake pineapple that doubled as a backpack. But to be honest with you, think about the durability and protection that a pineapple has. Right. And it's po- pokey. And if you have your laptop in there or something and somebody's trying to steal it, ah, they're going to get poked pretty good. You know what I'm thinking about though is I'm a I'm a I you know shoot my head back and laugh and cackle at the sky if something is very funny, and so now I've got a backpack on and I'm stabbing, stabbing the, the base neck. of my brain and I just killed myself because of, I'm laughing at a joke because of my pineapple backpack. My main concern is that a lot of times I tie my backpacks around my waist. Oh God! And if it's near my perineum mm-hmm. with those pokers, so you're wearing it upside down. Pineapple upside down, backpack. <laughs> yeah. What happened to your perineum? Pineapple upside down, backpack. You know how it is. So those those are the zonks. Those are the prizes. Um, there are also there are a few you know more in depth games that happened in the original version. There were sometimes pricing games. Um, like here are five items. You've got choose the choose two that have the same price. Mm-hmm. Was one of them or you know, choose products that add up to $1 exactly yep. or, uh, you know, those general type types of 
games that you might see on the Price is Right, basically. Yeah. Which is why in the new version, they don't have those games anymore because it's on right after the Price is Right. They don't want it to be yeah. like the Price is Right. Now they've added more trivia type of stuff in there. And it's usually kind of basic or dumb trivia or they'll ask about things that have happened in the episode previously, if you were paying attention, <laughs> things okay. like that. Um, so that's that's generally the way the games go. There are some games of chance with cards, uh, like like a deck of cards that you've got to choose. You you know you might have to do a a card shark style higher Ooh. or lower type of thing. Um, and then as you're doing these things, a lot of times you get offered deals along the way because you're let's making deals. So, <clears throat> for example, if I saw one, there was a tree uh, with numbered leaves on it, with 10 numbered leaves. Okay. And you could choose three leaves. And under each leaf was a dollar amount. Yeah. Uh, and you knew that the dollar amounts could range from $1 to $5,000, Okay. for example. This was on the updated version, not in the 70s. They're not giving away $5,000 on no way. the regular they are Mini if it's games. the less make a deal. Right, if it's the if it's the big deal at the end of yeah, the show. Yeah, big deal. But so this was just a regular game, so you pick 3 leaves and then they unveil the, the first one and it says, "Oh, it's got $100." Oh, the second one has got $500. <clears throat> so you're at $600 right now with one leaf to go. Yeah. And now you're offered a deal. deal. Now you're offered, "Do you want to take what's behind door number 2?" Instead of this $600 plus whatever that other leaf is, knowing that that could be $5,000 under that leaf. Do you yeah. want to take the deal? Deal. So you want to take what's behind door number two? Yes. Too bad it was a plunger. So not really a zonk, because that is a very efficient piece of poop sucking. Right. But do you think a plunger is more or less than $600? I mean, is it... Bedazzled? Does it have? It jewels? was bedazzled. Yeah. Okay, so then it's more jewels. expensive than six hundred dollars. It was actually a pineapple <laughs> carved out to be a plunger. Oh wow! Yeah. <clears throat> so so those are the type of deals that go along the way. I saw there are some where it might be a couple that gets pulled out together, and like one of them has to choose this thing, the other one has to choose that thing, and then they have to choose which one they want to go with, or if the other one wants to overrule each other, yeah, etc. So it's pretty non-stop action do you want to do this what are, uh you know almost almost feels like a little haggling yeah. type of environment situation have you ever been in any haggling environments have you haggled before i'm not good at haggling because no. i don't understand i didn't understand the philosophy of it and then i got a book that i'm reading called how you can or how to negotiate anything okay. and the point of the book is that the person you're trying to get a deal from has to have some sort of emotional or physical investment in the situation before making a deal or before negotiating makes sense. In my mind, previously, I'm thinking, I'm a customer, I have the money, I have all the power. Right. And then that mentality is just negating the other customers that have the same amount of money that want to buy this thing as well. You're not special as going into it with that. What? What do you mean I'm not special? So what I'm saying is... I'm special. So so, so I go into buy... No, hold on. I don't know why you're trying to gloss over this. I am special. You are not. You are not special. All right. I mean, yeah. Whatever. I'm sorry that I have to get rid tell of... Your keep telling your fucking fairy tale, whatever you want to say here. So if you go in to buy a refrigerator, you want to go in a couple times. You want to show your face. You want to use the same exact salesman. So now that salesman has time invested in showing you these refrigerators and talking to you and spending time out of their workday. So now they're more apt to negotiate prices with you and haggle a little bit because they don't want to walk away. They don't want to waste the eight hours they spent helping So they get you. the investment of like, fuck, I really want this guy to buy a refrigerator. I really want this specific guy to buy a refrigerator. It could be, yeah, that or, you know. Just because he spent so much of his own time, he's like, I don't want to w walk away with this with nothing. What if you like find out where that guy lives and you just go and like hang outside of his house, but not uh, in a super visible way, but in a way that's visible enough to be threatening? Correct. And what you also want to do is you want to break into his place and uh -huh. not steal anything, but just move stuff. Ooh. So he starts to kind of get a little yeah. bit of a, a mental fuck going on. Okay. I'll maybe leave a little calling card behind. Absolutely. So. Like leave a big duke. Right in his Whoa, like fridge okay. or freezer, maybe. Okay, I thought maybe like if you guys had talked about something in the store, like 
I don't know, pineapples or something, you might leave a pineapple Ooh, on his counter. I like it. You know? Yeah. So and a note oh God, that says like, watch your watch perineum. Your per- <laughs> <laughs> watch your perineum, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I've never, I think we when we lived in an apartment together at one point, we negotiated the rent. Did we do a good job? I don't think so. Okay. I think. Because like, I hadn't read this book. Yeah. They... They wanted X amount and we wanted to pay, I don't know, $75 less or something like that. Oh, this was you, me, and Fran. Yes, yes. Dry, that's yeah. right. Okay. And we wanted to pay $70 less, $75 less or something like that. And I remember the person like had to, because it was on a weekend. It was like a Saturday or a Sunday yeah. and they had to call their manager because they weren't there. It was a lady. Home. It was a lady yeah. that we sat in her office and just yeah. stone-faced stared at her and was like, we want $70 less. And uh-huh. she was like... I don't know if I can do that. I mean, nobody said a word. I, well, I remember at one point she was like, she called the manager and she was like, well, I, I don't know if like, if we're going to, they couldn't get in touch with the manager or something like that. Yeah. And she was like, well, I don't know if he's going to call me back. Like if he's not, I mean, it's only $75 a month. And I remember I go, yeah, it's only $75 a month. So don't you want us to rent this apartment? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they, I think they wouldn't budge. And then we were like, all right, we're going to go look at another place. That we were actually interested we were driving in. our way and to we were go. driving there and then we found out their leasing office was not open on that day <laughs> yeah and i think we like wait we like parked the car and waited and called them back and we were like yeah they're offering us that price at this other place and they were like okay yeah fine we can do it yeah and we won we let's made a deal yeah we money hauled the shit out of the that apartment that was probably complex. the only time that i had a successful haggle um I mean, on cars I have, or on a yeah, car. Yeah, but you had a fake haggle. You just sent, you sent a couple emails back and forth, and then he was like, yeah, come in, we'll do that price. No, so I did the email, or I did the online thing, and they told me, okay, we, we can do it for this price, come on in. And I came in with my current car okay. at the time. The Mazda? I, uh, no, this was uh, Nissan Maxima. Oh. This was when I was buying my Mazda. Got it. And... I had taken my Maxima to uh, CarMax, and they told me they would give me thirty five hundred for yeah. it. CarMax bucks you. On my Mazda, they actually didn't. They gave me like seven thousand dollars. Really? Yeah. Wow. But um, so I brought it in there, and they told me like thirty five hundred or twenty five hundred dollars is what it was. And then I went to buy my Mazda and brought my car, and they're like, "Oh, here's your trade in." Blah blah. blah. We'll give you. $2,000 for the trade-in. And I was like, oh, Carmax said they would give me $4,000. So why don't I just head out? I'll take it back to Carmax, <laughs> sell it to them, and then come back here. Knowing that they do not want you to leave the lot With, without buying yeah. a car. And so they're like, well, let me go talk to my trade-in guy. And then they said they would do $4,000 for the trade-in to get me to not leave the lot nice which so that was you know fifteen hundred dollars of bonus trade-in value i got so i have a story as well okay and you telling that story jogged my memory i'm so happy my memory is jogged Uh now so i was selling my volkswagen jetta volkswagen jetta when did you have a volkswagen jetta in college really yeah that's the car i had what color was it uh like blue oh yes yes i remember this one and it was, it had messed up back. I had backed up into a concrete pole or, or it was holding up a pole uh, in the, in the 7-Eleven parking lot that was on the corner from where we lived. Did you report it? Report what? I mean. To insurance? Yeah. I mean. No. What? So 7-Eleven just had to repair their own pole that you damaged? Correct. Wow. And you heard actually, it. Actually. 7-Eleven on the corner of 12th and Alameda. Yeah. Norman, Oklahoma. Yep. And. So I was trying to trade it in. There were a couple of, or there weren't any issues. So I took it to CarMax. If you're trading a car in, you take it to CarMax first. I've never had a situation where they give me a great deal. Uh They might have with Mazdas and they have really good resale value. They do a complete printout and a check of your internal and external car. So you now have the knowledge that your car, I knew that my car was in great shape. It was Mm -hmm. old, it was scuffed in the back. But everything internally was good. Sure. So I had that. And they offered me like $1,800. Okay. And I was like, no. But thank you for this. Went to one of three 
dealerships that will buy your car without you having to do a trade-in. Okay. They'll just give you cash for your car. First one I went to, I did the whole, yeah, I uh, took this to CarMax and they said they were going to give me $2,000. Um, would you guys do that? And they were like, uh, you know, we could do like maybe 2100 And I was like, all right, well, it's a little low. I'm going to take it to somewhere else and left. Went to the next place. Hey, um, I went to this other dealership. They said 21 or they were, they were like 2300. Um, would you guys buy for 2300? And they were like, yeah, we do 23. And I was like, okay, good to know. I'm going to go to this one last place and I'll probably be back. Cause I was like, oh sweet. I'm getting so much right. extra. And I drove it up and I was like, they were like, how much do you, how much do you want for it? And I was like, well, CarMax and these two places kind of gave me quotes. And the top quote was 2,900. 29, that's a big leap. And he goes, we'll give you 28.50. And I go, deal. <laughs> like, immediately, <laughs> deal. So like, you didn't it. do, you were just lying at you? Probably. Yeah, they gave me 2,900. Okay, we'll give you less than that, deal. <laughs> <laughs> that was... Exactly. So were... I messed up in the, in the well, very... But once you say deal, it's official. Right, I know. So they, there's no taxi-backsies at not. that point. Uh, they can't be First Nations givers at that point. Right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand what you meant at first. Um, so that that's how deals work. That's how we've done deals. You gotta have. You know, we're, we we do deals. You have to hustle. I'm always just doing deals. Yeah. Um, and like like the way you're doing on you know your home buying right now, you're just making deals left and right. No 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 no. That's called getting fucked. Oh okay. There's a difference. Oh that's a different show. Mm -hmm. Also hosted by Monty Hall though. Right. Um. So there's also the big deal we mentioned at the end of the show. Mm -hmm. The big deal was, so in the Monty Hall version of the show, they would go to, they would go into the big deal and they would go to the top earner of that episode. The person yeah. who had won the most valuable prize to that point and say, do you want to keep your prize or do you want to go into the, into the big deal? And they could either keep their prize or choose to go into the big deal. And they would go down the list of people until they've got two people to say they want to do the big deal. And they tell you the big deal is valued at $9,450 or mm -hmm. whatever it is for that episode. So there are three doors. Each person chooses a door. And then the prize, I believe they first reveal the unchosen door, what the prize was behind there. And the good thing about the big deal is there are no zonks. All of these are real... Zonk-free. Zonk-free prizes. Big money, big money, no zonkies. Yeah. <laughs> so in these, there are real prizes. They might... If, if you want a prize that was worth $3,000 earlier, it might only be a $1,500 prize in this one. So you might have screwed yourself by participating in the big deal. Mm -hmm. But you're not getting a tricycle at this point. It's the yeah. good news. You are getting something of value. A quadricycle. Oh, yeah, exactly. A, a four-wheel ATV. Okay. You could, you could win that, potentially. Yeah. Um, and so, however, on the on the very first pilot episode, there was a zonk. Get out of the, town. In the uh, big deal. But it wasn't chosen. Good. So, and then after that episode, they said, that's probably a, not a good idea to have people just totally get screwed over at the end. Right. Not a great way to end the show. Mm -hmm. Not the note we want to edit on. So they removed that, and so nobody has ever gotten zonked on the big deal. Good. Um, but now, however, they only do it for one person. So only one person gets to participate in the big deal, but they do it the same way. They go to the highest money earner. And so the only way, if you got a zonk prize, you're just praying that everybody else passes, passes and chooses to keep their thing yeah. so it can get down to your zonk prize and you get to participate in the big deal because obviously... You're going to take it. Right. You don't want that pineapple backpack. No. So they do the big deal. Uh, one of the people potentially wins the big deal or they show off what the big deal is. Again, a lot of this show, like many game shows from the 60s and 70s, are just big commercials for things. Sure. Because it's all prior. Oh, you get a, an all-expense-paid trip by Apple Vacations to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. See this thing fly on American Airlines, first class, luxurious airline, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. Uh, and all the prizes that they reveal throughout, like the Maytag washing machine and everything is 
just a sponsored right. giveaway. And before, and just to put into context for everybody, before Big Pharma, there was Big Zonkarma. And so that's why everything was named a Zonk is to push. They were this. pushing their Zonks. Yeah. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Then at the very end of the show, they do quickie deals, like during the end credits, basically. Yeah. Where Monty Hall walks around with just cash, and he'll say, um, You, sir, right there, I'll give you $60 if you can give me a pen right now. Give me a pen. And if that person <sighs> didn't have a pen, they don't get the $60. And that's what you get for not carrying a pen, you fucking idiot. And that, that is carried over. Wayne Brady and the... It's the so there's always a model on the show that is on the floor showing off the the products that, and that you can choose or and or zonks or trips or whatever. There's always a model down there, and there's also the announcer that will sometimes help out with some of the little games when there are things to move around and keep track of. In the Wayne Brady version, the announcer, Wayne Brady, and the model will each be going through the audience at the oh, end, wow. offering prizes for little things it's gotten to the point and this started in the monty hall version where people just bring bags full of random junk with them so that they can be the person that has a lego mm-hmm. when it's a or Le- one of those russian dolls yes a Petroshka doll or something like that i think so um so that when they call out you get 300 dollars if you've got an emery board that you make sure you've got your emery board with you <laughs> And sometimes they, this is where they sometimes incorporate the question, like, earlier in the show, how much was this thing worth for $300? And you have to have rem- been paying attention to remember that in order to uh, to to win the $300 Whew. there. And, I mean, they will just straight up be like, no, I don't have an emery board. And they're like, all right, sorry. All right, that's the end of our show. See you guys <laughs> next time. Like, it's, it's cold-blooded. They're not necessarily guaranteed to give everything away. Yeah. So, we talked about math a little bit earlier in the context of... Um, How good you can do mental math. No, it wasn't. We were talking about math We talked about that show. in our early episodes. We have, and I'm very good at it. But I don't remember why earlier in this episode we were speaking about math, and mm-hmm. I said we would talk about math today, because we will. Because we're going to talk about a mathematical problem a uh, paradox if you will called the monty hall problem i love the name of this three plus six nine okay just throughout the rest of this episode i will be quizzing you (laughs) on mental math math? okay did you just bring up a thing of children's mental math this is mental math uh, from grade one did you ever play mental math games on the computer Uh, absolutely so i've learned recently that that was almost exclusively a Plano, Texas thing. Really? Yeah. So I, re- I was talking to my wife, Erica, about it. And I said, did you guys have Brag. the mental math games on the computer? And she was like, what do you mean? Like Oregon Trail? And I was like, no, of course no. we played Oregon Trail on the computer. But we had the mental math games. And there was one called Cycles, which was a four-player multiplayer game that was like Snake, but multiplayer. So you could try and crash into, you tried to build up walls to make the other people crash. But all four directions you could turn was a math problem. So you had to enter in the answer yeah. and hit enter in order to turn your cycle. And I said it was amazing. And then I tried to look for information about it online to show her. I can't believe you missed out on this. This was amazing. And I found next to no information about it online. <laughs> Aside from a couple forum posts of people being like, hey, does anybody remember these mental math games? <laughs> I played them in elementary school in Plano, Texas. And I was like, oh, I, who the, I did not know that that was... These that computer games in the '90s were so regional, but the Monty Hall. The date is June third. What will the date be in a week? June tenth. Um. So, the Monty Hall problem was first postulated, I believe, mm. in an issue of Scientific American in 1975. Great. The problem being, uh, and taking its name from Monty Hall, of course, because it's the setup is set up like a let's make a deal situation might be. Um, And I'll use the example that is famously used in the problem, which is there are three doors. Behind two doors are goats. Mm. And behind one door is a car. Which one is the zonk? The goats are the zonks. Okay. But the car wasn't that crappy car that that one show is trying to give? Chevy Vega? Chevy Vega. (laughs) I did watch an episode of Let's Make a Deal where they gave away Chevy Vega, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) 
Okay. And all the comments on YouTube were about what a shitty prize that was Correct. and how it was basically a Zonk prize. Yep. So the problem is, so there are three doors. Behind one door is a car. Mm-hmm. Behind two doors are goats. Mm-hmm. You select one door. So let's say you select door number one. I select door number one. Okay. And then Monty Hall goes and opens one of the other doors to reveal a goat. Okay. So he opens either door number two or three to reveal a goat. Okay. So you know that there is now one goat left. Yeah. And one car left. Mm-hmm. You you know that when you selected, you had a 33% chance, 0.3 repeating. 0.3 repeating, yes. Of selecting the car. Right. So he now reveals that the goat is behind door number two. One of the goats is behind door number two. Okay. Do you want to switch to door number three or stay with door number one? And the question is... Is there a mathematical advantage advantage to switching or staying? In 1990, in Parade Magazine, I believe, mm-hmm. um, a woman named Marilyn Voss Savant. And she was a savant. She was quite the savant. Marilyn Voss Savant means Marilyn was a savant in uh, <laughs> Russian. Okay. Um, she answered that... You should always switch. Mathematically, you should always switch. And she said that if you switch, you have a two-thirds chance of winning. Whereas if you stay, you have a one-thirds chance of winning. In my brain, initially, that makes no sense. That makes no sense. Because I still have a one-thirds chance of it being behind door number three, just like I had a one-thirds chance of it being behind door number three at the beginning. The only reason I would ever switch is because I know technically... You're supposed to, and because the movie Twenty One told me to, Kevin this, Spacey. This was referenced in the movie Twenty One to do it. Yes, this was referenced in the movie Twenty One based on the book Bringing Down the House. Yes. So, the reason that you do this. So, well, first of all, she said she did this. The magazine got more than ten thousand letters from people saying <laughs> that she was wrong, <laughs> including more than one thousand people with PhDs. Awesome. Saying that she was wrong. PhDs in what? I don't know. Gender studies. <laughs> okay. Um, and they said she was wrong because she was a woman. Um, and so the best way to understand why she is right, and again, it on its surface makes no sense Correct. to me. Because if there's a one-third chance of it being in door number one at the beginning, that chance doesn't change there's still a one-third chance of it being there yeah and there's still a one-third chance of it being in door number three that is logical to us that makes sense however and i'm gonna have to like on the youtube video i'm gonna have to put this illustration of the situation <laughs> okay, up okay so that more people can see this but you basically can put it up over my face right here uh, yes yeah, so i'll show you i'm showing you right here got it so if you're if you're choosing door number one mm-hmm. obviously you know you have a two-thirds chance of a goat and one-third chance of a car right he reveals he's always going to reveal a goat behind one of the other two doors okay he's never going to reveal the car because there's no reason for you to switch because you know you've got a goat guaranteed right so he's always going to reveal the goat so if you've chosen goat in the first place and you switch you're always going to be switching to car and there's a two-thirds chance that you've chosen goat in the first place so i'm nodding like i understand (laughs) so in two out of these three scenarios you switch from goat to car only if you've already selected the car do you switch to goat okay so you're more likely to pick goat at the beginning and if you did pick goat and switch you are guaranteed to be switching to a car so that's why in the monty hall problem uh this mathematical paradox Mm -hmm. you always switch and this has been like a massive subject of debate in the mathematical probability community like this this is there's been a lot of work done on the monty hall problem in academia there is a gigantic wikipedia page all about it with diagrams and formulas and all sorts of stuff and there are like some esteemed mathematicians that are still like, no, I don't accept that this is wow. correct. Like, 
It's crazy. If this, if we were in the like 16, 1700s, uh-huh. I feel like if this Mary Von Trapp were to bring it up. Voss Savant. Right. Voss Savant. <laughs> She's not a uh, traveling singing group in the Alps during World War II. So Mary Von Trapp Savant brings this up in a pub. In, yes. a, in, a, in a, I don't know what they would be called in the 1700s. I guess a whorehouse. I don't think that a pub and a whorehouse were synonymous. Bordello. Bordello. Thank you. Thank you. This is French. Vos savant. She's French. And if I were a scared but powerful man in that village, you're a witch. You're a witch. I'm burning you at the stake. Wow. Because what you were saying sounds like witch talk. Cars, because I don't understand what is a car. <laughs> what are these words? You goat? Okay, no, I know goat. Yeah. I'm familiar with goat. I'm familiar with a goat. And I would, yes, so I've got a two thirds chance of winning then because I can get a goat in uh. two of these three scenarios. <laughs> Hell yeah. yes. Like th- this is what it's like. There's a deep part of me right now, and I'm not a Puritan or anything, I don't have Puritan background, right. but I do want to burn this lady. And it's coming from a place of fear and not understanding and insecurity are you sure you don't come from a puritan background i'm pretty sure i don't why do you always wear a sweater to the beach um because i have an exposed perineum oh wow (laughs) so it's a full one piece it's a onesie sweater yes okay and and i admire that thank you you admire my perineum (laughs) i didn't i wouldn't go that far (laughs) let's get some scotch tape on it and then we'll then we'll start talking um, so yeah, the Monty Hall problem is a much debated thing. It's pretty, it's, a it's trip. pretty crazy. It's, it's a trip. It's very difficult to wrap your brain around. Um, but I think, I, I think it's cool. I think, because I think, I think math is cool guys. Shut I think up. learning Shut is up. cool. Oh my God. I don't know. I thought, you know, maybe since you were married to a teacher, you would respect some of the work that she does for our society. Like I do. I love teachers. You do? Because didn't you say that there were some dumb people that you knew in your past that no, were teachers all, all and that I scares said, you? All I said was that the qualifications for being a second grade teacher were a third grade education. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I said. That's right. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so let's make a deal. It is still airing to this day. They, in fact, a few months ago, they started doing some primetime episodes, week, weekly primetime episodes, because... COVID's got to start for content yeah. because all I've we got lost podcasts. 10 pounds. You've yeah. lost 10 pounds because, because I've been starving for content. Oh, wow. Oh God. I'm oh, so sorry. Cornbread. I've been starving for cornbread. Oh. <laughs> so they're obviously doing it a little differently. There's not the big packed audience. There are, yeah. there's a smattering of a few people there and then mm-hmm. there are virtual people on screens and it's for some reason not quite the same it looked like the nba for a while yeah the bubble nba where you've got fake zoom crowd Mm -hmm. going on in Mm -hmm. the background yeah it's not it doesn't have the same energy to it although i will say the so the monty hall version was a half hour show this is an hour long one The, the wayne brady version is an hour long so it has lost a little bit of the pace and the franticness of the Monty Hall one that made it a little more interesting, I think. Right. Especially because when you think about uh, deal making and haggling and stuff, I feel like I think of like a, a Moroccan market where things are moving very quickly and and it's it's crowded and you're yelling and mm-hmm. trying, trying to make deals as quickly as you can. Yeah. I felt like the Monty Hall version, I feel like I'm at home in a Moroccan market. That's what you felt the like? The Wayne Brady version is a little more relaxed, a little slower paced. Okay. I felt like it's more of a farmer's a market, like in Dallas, the farmer's market yeah. where it's, everybody's moving kind of slow. It's a little bougie. Yeah. You know, there's people there that are acting like they want to help local food growers and things like that. Yeah. But really, they just want to be able to tell other people that they went to the farmer's mm-hmm. market. Get those Instagram pics and they, then get the fuck out. 100%. The date is June 3rd. What, oh, that's the same one. June 10th. I have three nickels and three pennies. How much money do I have? You have 18 cents. That's correct. God, I'm so good at pennies and nickels. Do you know that we lose money making pennies or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's like 1.2 pennies 
it costs to make a penny, 1.2 cents. Crazy. What a crazy world we live Man, in. Hey. Nothing makes sense. Nothing counts for anything anymore. Yeah, dude. Nothing matters. Wow. Drink this. Whoa. <laughs> so an interesting fact about Let's Make a Deal. And this is upset, an upsetting fact to me, oh, I'm going to no. say. September 2014. What do you remember about September 2014? 2014. Um, I don't know. Obama? He was the president at the time. Okay. And I think September 2014 was when you and I first started uh, doing improv classes in Dallas. Oh, okay. But also in September 2014, which feels like not that long ago, modern era, I would say September 2014, was the first time that Let's Make a Deal was aired in high definition. So this show was on from 2009 to 2014 on CBS, a major network, yeah. in standard definition, like it's the fucking 60s. But... Isn't the demographic of CBS viewers quite old? Yes. And don't really care about seeing stuff because they can barely see already. Yes. So this was the last network TV show in history okay. to switch to HD. Wow. And the second to last one was Big Brother also on CBS wow. a couple months earlier. Trailing. CBS is trailing. CBS is way behind. You old fucks with your standard deaf TVs yeah. need to get with it. My grandmother, for Christmas, she got an HD TV. Uh, which Christmas? This Christmas? This Christmas. Wow. This last Christmas, a couple months ago, she got a high-definition TV. Mm -hmm. and she hates it. Really? She was so used to just not being able to see what the fuck was going on on the TV. Yeah. She does not want to see so high definition people. I don't in, in her my house. family. I don't even have to go back that far. My parents, your parents, uh -huh. have an HP television because my dad used to work for HP Hewlett Packard, and they have this huge um, H. Wait, HP ever made television? Correct. Okay, and they have this. I get what's it called where it's it's like a big dresser. Does it have the but, speaker on the bottom part? No, 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 no. It's like it's got oh, like a big TV hutch thing. Yes, they have a TV hutch, and the TV hutch only allows for a television that is like thirty inches. Yep, they have been watching a thirty-inch television that my father bought probably in September 2014. May, no, probably before that. And it drives me insane. Is it HD though? I, kind, whatever <laughs> HD was at the time, kind of. It okay. has something broken on the inside and it looks like water leaked into the inside of the TV and then stained the inside of the screen. And here's the thing. I've seen... I, mom, I, I know mom, mom, mom. Get rid of that TV. I, I know your parents. I'm friends with your mother on Facebook. I have seen your mother talking about TV programs on Facebook before. She like has a better television because I got her oh, a decent okay. size say, upgraded like, television. Like I know that she is a somewhat active TV watcher because I've seen her talk about television yep. on Facebook. She has a back room that is actually in the front of the house. So I, I think back because it was the back room in our old house. And she does projects. She does her painting there. And News. I got her a nice television to put back there. And she loves it. And I'm like, you know that feeling you have? Let's give that to dad. Let's give that feeling to dad. This is like the reverse of the sex talk you had to have with your dad. Yeah. You know that feeling you like. Let's give that to mom. <laughs> Gross. But but be a generous lover. That's that's the lesson to the kids out there. Yeah. Get a good TV and be a generous lover. And I think those two honestly go hand in hand. They do. Because you can see a lot more of the details on that right. TV. And, and so you understand. can strategize better. Exactly. Um, let's make a deal. It's still airing. It's in its 12th season with Wayne Brady right now. Mm -hmm. It could go forever for all I know. It probably will. Um, it's good, nice, mindless, after Price is Right programming on CBS in the mornings. Yeah. The, I guess, 
what I used to know as the homesick from school TV watching. Maybe there is no homesick from school anymore because the world we live in now. Everybody is homesick always. Every, exactly. I've been homesick for the last year. Right. Wait, did you... <laughs> homesick sounds different. <laughs> yeah. I've been home space sick. Sick, yeah. Not one word. Right. I've been sick at home for a year now, along with the rest of society. Mm. Nobody's making deals anymore, and that's what's driving our economy into the ditch. Yep. I don't know. So I guess it's doing all right. It's it it gained the GDP gained a little bit, but yes, we're not doing super great. Not super great. Did you hear that, folks? Yeah. Make more deals. Um, do you have ways to not make deals? But make this show better? Yes, I do. Thank you. Let's run through them. Let's do a little bit of contestant vetting. Huh? What do you mean by that? Let's not just pick random people in the audience that can't stop screaming or moving or <laughs> kissing the host, which was a thing, I guess, in the 60s and 70s. Monty Hall, after every deal, whether they won or lost, would get a smoocheroo on his cheekerino. He had very soft lips. Okay, but he got it on his cheeks, so why were his... He had very hard cheeks, actually. <laughs> Weird. Um, so that was strange. Let's, let's, let's make sure these people can be semi-normal on camera. Because it makes me uncomfortable. The people that are dressed in shark outfits and whatnot? Yes. You want them to be more normal? Yes. And this one woman who kept calling her husband Daddy Shark? Ugh. No. That's I like that. Okay, yeah. Don't get rid of that. I like that. Okay, here we go. Next, make it better. Wayne Brady has to sing his deals. Ooh, because he knows how to sing. He was right. nominated for a Grammy Award mm -hmm. for his cover of a Sam Cooke song. Wayne Brady has to improv a song at least once in every episode. Ooh. You know, speaking of, I just realized the connection of Drew Carey hosts The Price is Right right before mm -hmm. Wayne Brady is on this. So we do a we do a mix at the end Ooh. of each episode of The Price is Right. Yeah. And the start of um Let's Make a Let's Deal. Let's Make a Deal. So Wayne Brady and Drew Carey uh do a a hoedown. I like it. Next, <laughs> three other improvisers have to come on and perform songs and improv scenes. Okay, so basically the thing I just suggested. Drew Carey comes on to host, <laughs> okay, so and the... Wayne Brady assumes a performer role. Instead of money and prizes, each performer gets points, and they don't matter. So you just want this show to be whose line is it anyway instead? No, no, no. I'm totally fine with it. Let's make a deal. Okay. I just think these make it better. You want it to be called Let's Make a Deal... But it be the exact format of whose line is it anyway? That's what I'm going for. Okay, That's exactly what I'm going yes. for. Now I'm following. Thank you for recognizing that. Um, those are my only make it betters because I think it's a strong show. I think it's fun. I think it's fast paced. I think it's family friendly. I think it's fucking fun to watch. So you think it's fun. You think it's fast paced, family friendly. You think it's a strong show. Your only make it better are completely change what the show is. But keep that title. <laughs> okay. So the title is what makes it all those other things. <laughs> yeah. It's fun, family friendly title. Uh, it's, it's an exciting title. All right. Do you have any make it betters? No. Is it makes it better? Is it like passers by? Makes, makes it better. Make Do you have any makes it better? better? Make it's better? <laughs> uh, make it better, I think. Okay. That's make the, it better. Yeah. I don't really have any i it's fucking cop out dude the thing well the thing about this show is like i mentioned there are no real rules just every game is a made-up thing there are some that are somewhat consistent but it's kind of just it feels like a lot of it is seat of the pants made up on the fly let's go whatever hey do you want to take a deal for do you want this can over here instead <laughs> i found this can in the back do you want that instead yeah it feels like that's what a lot of the game is. And I think that is what brings a lot of the charm to it, though, is that it just feels like you're just making shit up and going with it and saying, do you want this or no? Um, and it's definitely one of those things where if you're playing along at home or in the audience yelling, no, take it, you're never right or wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's, and if you were right, that's not because you were right. It's just because of random luck. And if you were wrong, it's not because you were wrong. It's just because of random luck. The whole thing is random luck to the players of the game. Right. And that's part of the appeal of it, no doubt. Sure. And yeah, it's, I mean, there's been 
I don't know, five or 6,000 episodes of this show over the last 60 years. Mm. So obviously there's something to it that the American people like and people around the world because it's been adapted for other countries as well. Obviously, most famously, it was turned into markets in Morocco. That's where they got the idea <laughs> to have those markets. Oh, wow. Yeah. Also in Wuhan, they had these open air markets with bats and shit. Uh-huh. Because of Monty Hall. The bat that started the coronavirus, his name was Monty Hall. That's so because of, let's make a deal, we are in the situation we are in right now. And th- think who's reaping all the benefits. Wayne Brady. <sighs> Thanks a lot, Wayne Brady. <laughs> all right. Are you looking at more mental math problems before we go? Yeah. Oh, here's a mental math problem. How okay. many how many buzzers out of five are you going to give this? Four. I was going to give it four as well. Okay. I thought it's... It's strong, it's classic, it's maybe not upper echelon of, of all game shows. Yeah. I'd like you to take a look at this shape right here. Yes. How many vertices? Um, this, is, this is first grade math, by the way. This is first grade math? Yeah. Wait, hold on. Yeah, I think first it's, grade uh, mental I math. I think it's five vertices. That's, that's correct. Yes. All right. This has been another episode of Come On Down, the game show podcast about... Let's make a deal. Monty Hall passed away a few years ago, RIP 2017. Mm-hmm. He was 96, though, so wow. he did a lot. He contributed a great game show. He contributed to our academics. Do you think death came and knocked on his door and he was like, let's make a deal. Hold on. Don't take me. Let's make a deal. And the guy, and then the death is like, or, and he's like, you can, take, you can take my soul or this box. And Death was like, I'm going to take both. I'm Death. Whoa. And that's how he died. That's pretty dark, to be honest with you. It I'm got- sorry. I don't make light of Death like you. I don't do Death jokes and, go- and do ha-has and giggles about Death because it's a real thing. Everybody has to deal with it. It is the one thing that binds us together as a human race because everybody experiences it. I thought the one thing that bound us together was the perineum. Well, it, I mean... It bounds our parts together that's for sure right it's the bridge it gaps it's the bridge that makes everything um travelable this has been come on down the game show podcast hit us up on instagram at come on down show email us at come on down show at gmail.com and until next time keep your perineum safe we'll see you guys there where's there <laughs> see him where um, at the hospital 17 subtract 5 12 Good night, everybody.